This is the Magic and Medicine Podcast, and I am your host, Sarah Rain. I am a healing artist and a witch based in Portland, Oregon, and I work with Reiki, tarot, sound, and intuition to offer support, guidance, and empowerment to you, my clients, and community. In this podcast, I weave personal stories, energetic insights, and the wisdom that I've learned along my path to explore the realms of magic and medicine. I hope there is some good medicine for you here, and thank you for joining me where the magic happens. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Magic and Medicine. I am, as always, so delighted to be with you here today. Um, So today I'm excited to share an interview episode with Renee. Uh, The Reverend Renee Marie Rossi is a colleague and friend um, and just amazing human that I know. I first met Renee uh, back in Brooklyn where she became one of our practitioners at Firebird Healing Arts and was a beautiful part of that community and now she's also one of the Firebird practitioners in the online space and I've had many beautiful experiences with Renee um, from individual one-on-one mediumship and Akashic Records readings to now uh, having participated in some of these online seances, which are really, really beautiful and healing and lovely to be in. So just a little bit about Renee before we start the episode. She is a compassionate intuitive whose primary goal is to leave all of her clients feeling empowered and well. She is a certified psychic medium, intuitive consultant, Akashic Records practitioner, ordained spiritualist minister, Reiki master, certified seance conductor, priestess, and balletomane. And if you don't know what a balletomane is, it is someone who loves ballet. On this episode, we dive deep and talk all things mediumship. We talk Akashic records. We talk about what spiritualism is, and um, as well as talk about some ways in which you can begin to kind of work with or connect with your intuitive or psychic gifts. So I am super thrilled to share this interview with Renee with you. Uh, We are going to have a very quick message from our sponsor, and then we'll get right into the interview. All right. Hi, Renee. Welcome to Magic and Medicine. Thank you, Sarah. I'm so happy to have you here. Yes, I'm really excited to be here. Awesome. Um, So I think we'll just dive right in. Um, To start, I'd love for you to let our listeners know a little bit just about who you are and how you came to this path. Um, Sure. So I um, am a certified psychic medium, and I am an Akashic Records practitioner, uh, an ordained spiritualist minister, and a Reiki master. Those are, you know, some of the titles I I use to uh, identify um, what I do. Um, So I, you know, grew up in a family of mediums. My maternal grandmother and my oldest sister Um, are both mediums. And so I always grew up hearing them talk about the spirits they would see and talk to and um, quite frankly, found it frightening when I was a child. Um, I didn't quite understand what that meant. And, you know, the things you see on TV and in movies, you always think that means something scary or, um, you know, something haunted. And so um, when I started having my own mediumistic experiences, um, when I was a teenager, 
still felt frightened, still felt like, wow, this, I don't know what this is. I don't know what's happening. I feel out of control. So I basically was like, okay, no, thank you. I'll just sort of set that aside and go on with my regular human existence, (laughs) which I tried to do for um, several years. And of course, you know, um, we're not always in control of those things. So what happened, it was right around my Saturn return, which is you know, a very eventful time in everyone's lives. And I was um, having a difficult time for for many reasons, personally, um, professionally, I was just um, feeling stuck in some ways. And um, I knew that I wanted to feel better. I wanted to feel lighter. So I started to um, seek out different ways to help myself. So, you know, I did some traditional therapy. I did some retail therapy, which was very fun. Don't really recommend for healing purposes, but you usually have to endorse. (laughs) Yes, not endorsing that. Just saying you're not alone if you are a retail therapist for yourself. Um, And what I came... um, what I came across was a course, which was about connecting with your intuition and learning to trust yourself. And that was really life-changing for me because um, I found that, you know, like all of us, we all have a very deep connection to our intuition. And sometimes we forget, or sometimes the stress of life or whatever is happening sort of weighs on us and that voice gets quiet, but it never goes away. It never leaves us. So as I was actively working on, you know, building that relationship with my intuition and and listening to it, um, I found that I was living a double life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I would have my life where I would listen to the intuition, hear all its messages, be so grateful. And then I would shut it off and go return to the other parts of my life that were not serving me, that were not healing me, that were very difficult, um, actually hurting me in some ways. And I would shut my intuition off and go into those spaces and try to (laughs) continue my existence like like it was a switch for a light. And of course that was not sustainable, Um, that didn't work. So I was like, okay, I have to take my intuition into all areas of my life um, and invite it in. And so, you know, that's kind of where the journey really, I don't want to say where it started. I've been on it my whole life, but that is where I really started to pay attention to it, to welcome it, to nurture it, and um, to allow it to help me, you know, help myself, to to help me feel better, to help me listen to the guidance that's around me, to help me connect with spirit and, and, um, you know, live a life that I didn't think was possible when I was ignoring it for so long. That's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing. Um, yeah, I feel like this this kind of story, like I feel like a lot of healers and space holders um, like start from this place of like feeling like something is deeply wrong and feeling like they need to heal themselves or like open themselves to spirit or whatever it is. And it's from that kind of place of like contraction and like, I can't just like keep going in this human life, like inside the lines that then we get to open and expand and then like we get to see what all else is there and it's so amazing yes yes it's definitely a, a place of contraction um you, you said it exactly right and it just you feel like something's wrong you feel yeah. like this is not what I'm here for like I'm not here to wake up to go to work to yeah. pay my bills and die like that's there's more there <laughs> there's is. more 
<laughs> there is. And it's, it, it really is not like, you know, we think of what like wellness and like esoteric as like woo woo or whatever, but really I think it's actually like much more natural for us. I think it's actually closer to our natural state and this other life that we're living is like highly <laughs> unnatural for, for expansive humans. <laughs> I, I totally agree with you. And it's much more ancient, like mm, this yeah. is the way that our ancestors used to live connected yeah. to nature and, and listening to themselves and, and, you know, it's a beautiful way to live. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I'd love to just kind of dive in and hear, like, how would you define mediumship for someone who's never heard of it or maybe has, you know, seen those scary movies and, you know, doesn't quite know what it's about? Yes. So um, mediumship is simply the act of communicating with spirits. Um, spirits are, you know, um, not only humans, but humans who have transitioned and they now are in the afterlife or the spirit world. Um, you know, mediums can also communicate with other energetic beings such as your spirit guides, um, you know, ascended masters, you know, um, energies like that. But um, it's, it's simply the communication with spirit world. So is there like, is there one spirit world or are there multiple kind of spirit dimensions that you can access? So <clears throat> I will not assume to know how many dimensions of are. Um, so I, I imagine there are infinite levels, but um, in the work that I do, you know, I connect with spirits who live in white light. And what that means is these are spirits who have crossed over and they are here helping us, supporting us for our highest good. Um, you know, for the good of all, the good of the planet and all the creatures on it. So um, certainly there are different like vibrations of spirits also, um, you know, you might walk into a space and get sort of like a maybe anxious, nervous kind of feeling. And you might be tuning into like a lower vibration, you know, spirit energy that might be there. And um, that's okay. You know, there's all different vibrations of human energy that mm -hmm. exists in the world too. So, um, you know, there's, there's different levels, but um you know, I, I like to think of spirits, you know, crossing over and going all, they're all into the spirit world together, which is um, a very high vibrational space to be in. Beautiful. And how, um, in your work as a, you know, certified psychic medium and, you know, seance conductor, how, like, how do you work with mediumship, like for clients? Like, what is it that you do when you're kind of in your role as a medium? Okay. So, um, <laughs> It is really quite fun because you never know, you know, what to expect, you know, like for instance, if, if you were my client, you know, I don't know in advance, like what spirit energy surrounds you and who you're bringing with you and who your loved ones are. So it's always like a new introduction as soon as it starts. Mm -hmm. So what I will do is I will tune into your energy and I will use um, all of the tools that I have, you know, acquired throughout my trainings and just really through life and, and from my ancestors. And so, um, you know, a lot of people talk about like the clear senses, which mm -hmm. you, you may have heard of, like, you know, everyone knows clairvoyance, which means like clear seeing. You tune into your clear senses and the um, spirit energy around my client will begin giving me information. They'll tell me things that... Um, you know, messages they'd like to give the client. They will tell me, um, 
answers to questions the client might be asking. So I really communicate with not only my guides, but also um, the guides and the loved ones of, of the person I'm working with. So it's very, um, it's different every time. It's very personal to the client and to um, where they are in that moment in their life. Mm. Because sometimes we have um, spirit guides that, you know, stay with us our entire lifetime or lifetimes, plural. And then sometimes we have guides that come in just for specific um, situations that we might be in, like helping us fall in love or helping us get a divorce or, you know, helping us through our Saturn returns. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, the, the energy around around the person can be different every time. Yeah. Um, so that would be on an individual level. And when I do group work, what we call that is a seance or a message circle. And that um, that is really fun because it's a collective energy. It's the energy of every you know human who participates and all of the spirit energy around them. So it's very high vibe. Um, you can really feel a difference because you know the more people are there, the more energy that's going to be there. And so it's different every single time. It's very unique to the people who are there and the energy that they bring. And so in that case, you know, I can't really, it's less conversational with, with the, the people present. They can't ask too many questions, but what happens is one of their guides or loved ones will come in with, with one message they want to give to each person. So everyone can leave with a message feeling, um, you know, that they've received something from their, their loved ones. Yeah, I've, I've attended a few of your um, online seances in the past couple of months and like, it just feels so good to be there, you know, <laughs> just like the, that high vibe, like positive energy is really there. Um, and what I noticed, I mean, you, you, I say this in the beginning, but like truly the messages that everyone else gets, like have a little bit of medicine for me most of the time. And so I really love that, that like, yeah, just that collective experience, like creates that, that alchemy of like creating a little bit of medicine for everyone, even though they are very personal messages at the same time. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. That's why it's always so unique. And, you know, no two circles are alike because, you know, everyone is bringing their own energy for that particular moment. Yeah. So, you know, next time they come to a circle, even if they bring the same friend with them, you know, they're both different. They've changed, you know, they've made choices and things have happened. So um, yeah, it is really unique to the moment. Yeah. Um, I just want to touch on something you mentioned in case people don't know what they are, um, but the Claire senses, um, mm -hmm. there are five of them. Is that right? Or everyone? Yeah. Five is generally what people say. I kind of um, think about six. There's more than six. I mean, we could, the Claire's could just go yeah. and go and go. Um, I, I'll list, I'll list the six that I, um, you know, work with the most um, clairvoyance, which means clear seeing mm -hmm. Clair audience, which is clear clear hearing, mm -hmm. clear cognizance is clear knowing, clear sentience is clear feeling, like mm -hmm. physical or emotional feeling, um, clear salience is clear smelling, and clear gustance is clear tasting, and try to say that five times fast. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's so amazing. And I, yeah, I just wanted to touch on that in case like, you know, there's anyone listening who is like curious or interested in developing their own intuition and their own like psychic skills that there are multiple pathways in, like it doesn't need to look a certain way for it to be, you know, valid or like worth exploring more. Right. Absolutely. Usually, you know, when I started, um, you know, diving into these, these studies really um, officially, 
you know, I had certain players that were stronger than others that were more developed because, you know, un unbeknownst to me, I had been re relying on them my whole life. So, mm -hmm. you know, clairsentience, I was like, oh, yes, I can feel this person's emotions. Like, mm -hmm. I've always been able to do that, not knowing that I exercising my clairs. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, people will find that oh, I always, I get this sense of knowing, like, I know when my mom's going to call on the phone, you know, claircognizance, like yeah. we, we use it in our everyday lives. Yeah. I think that's so amazing. Um, I want to, I feel like now is a good time to talk about, I think now is a good time to talk about like spiritualism or the spiritualist church. Cause I feel like that's very related to the topic of mediumship, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yes. So, um, you know, I call myself an ordained spiritualist minister. Um, and, you know, that was a title I had to study for. And, and I, I spent months in a um, ministry course. And basically, spiritualism is a, a science, a philosophy, and a religion. And um, it's a religion of continuous life based on the, the demonstrated um, fact of communication with, with the spirit world. Mm. So it is, um, a religion that's based on knowing that communication with the spirit world is real and that there are truths and wisdom that can be gained from communication at the highest level. So communicating with spirits in white light. So, um, you know, essentially that's like the, the core of it. Um, you know, and, I, you know, see myself as a spiritualist because certainly through evidence of my own life, I know that that life is continuous and that we can communicate with spirit. Um, but I will also say that, you know, being a spiritualist minister is just one thing I call myself, you know, it's not all encompassing of, mm -hmm. of all the work that I do. It is, but to me, it is um, a statement that, you know, the the respect and the reverence I bring to the work, the, the spirit energy that I'm willing to communicate with and open myself with, it's of the highest vibration with, you know, the most love, the most guidance. Um, so it's really, um, you know, it's, it's an important distinction. Yeah. Yeah. When you're talking about that, I was thinking about how, like, you know, obviously, any kind of communication with the other side, like without like training or like a safe container can be a little bit dangerous potentially. But I love, you know, knowing that like part of the, you know, mission and, and space of the spiritualist church or spiritualism is to create that safe space and to like, you know, be able to discern like what kind of energies and vibrations you're connecting to, right? Right, absolutely. And what's really um, beautiful about the spiritualist church is that um, it's not exclusive. You can come in with your history, your traditions, your religious beliefs. You can be Christian or Jewish or Muslim. You can be whatever you are or want in any combination and come in and also be a spiritualist because certainly, you know, in a lot, in many world traditions and faiths, we believe in life after death. Like we believe in the existence of the soul. So, um, you know, it sort of can, you don't have to give up who you are and, and sort of um, convert, if you will, to be part of the spiritualist church. So it's a really beautiful community in that way, um, you know, because people come from all different, you know, beliefs and backgrounds and walks of life um, and share in this, in this belief and this communion with spirit. Yeah. And in terms of it, you know, the name church, would you say that like the seances are like, 
you know, what you do instead of going to like Sunday mass or is there, are there other things? Um, I would say, no, you know, all spiritualist churches normally have a seance um, that you can attend regularly, Mm -hmm. but that is not actually the service. Um, The service um, usually consists of there's there's a few different types of services but in general there will be an inspirational talk Mm. there will be a meditation Um, if it is a message giving service there will be one or a number of mediums on the platform and they will deliver messages to the people in the congregation or if it is a healing service um, you know a lot of spiritualists are energy healers and people can come up I'm sorry Siri is talking to me (laughs) Serious coming through from the other side. It's all a mystery <laughs> to me. Perfect timing, Siri. Um, yes, and so people can come and get an energetic healing. So um, the seance will usually happen after the service. So okay. it is like a separate event. So it is that type of service where like someone's at the front kind of giving energy, giving inspiration, giving talk, and then people are there just to receive and listen. Yes, um, there are there are certain services that are discussion with the congregants and people can give questions and then different members of the congregation can answer like what it means to you, you know, being a a spiritualist that's a very personal um, choice and so you know what it means to me life after death might not mean the same thing to the spiritualist next to me but there's room for all of our definitions of it. Beautiful. And spiritualism has been it's been going on for a while right like. Yes, yes. Well, it's, I mean, it's fairly new in terms of, you know, actually being established as a church Um, that would have been in the um, 19th century that started. Yeah. I just like, I feel like, I mean, on, I don't know, TV shows and stuff. I like seeing like people like, uh, how do I describe this? I was watching the show and it had like Sherlock Holmes, like doing the Ouija board and like talking about spiritualism, you know? So basically yeah. I, I have this association of these like bourgeois people kind of experimenting with like communicating with the other side. And that's, that was my like stereotypical association with spiritualism, but I love hearing about this like real grounded, like community that, that really does exist. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you for that. So I think I think the next thing that it makes sense to talk about would actually be the Akashic records because that's a big part of when I've done a session with you like that was one of the you know most impactful parts for me and I and I feel like that is something that maybe not everyone knows what the Akashic records are. Yes I'd love to talk about that. Um, (laughs) I primarily work in the Akashic records so it's one of my favorite um, spaces to be in. Um, The records are essentially um, a vibrational record of all of your soul's incarnation. So past, present, and future. Also of all of your soul's possibilities, probabilities. It's really a record of everything that is or could be or might be, you know? So um, it's, you know, (laughs) it's a very vast definition. Um, You know, they, the records are kept by, um, we'll say energetic beings that are masters, teachers, and loved ones who, who keep the records, who protect them, who hold the information. Um, and so when I access the records, you know, I'm communicating with, with those, um, those beings and also the energy in the records. So um, to access the records, because the records is like a field of light. It's, you know, um, so it's, 
I use what's called the pathway prayer process, which was developed by Dr. Linda Howe, and she's written many books about the Akasha records, which I recommend. And so um, I say this prayer and the vibration of my name, my current name in this incarnation opens my records. So when I work with a client, we use the vibration of their name and I cannot go into anyone's records without their permission. They have mm -hmm. to give me permission to do it. So um, they're protected and kept safe. So the, the person has to consciously give permission to, to, for me to access their records. Um, so, you know, now, what can you explore in a place that is the record of all that is in all possible um, things or futures? <laughs> I mean, that's to give a few examples. Um, sometimes what happens is we explore past lives and past life mm -hmm. patterns. Like perhaps in this life, you're having a difficulty with money and you can't understand why, you know, logically you've read all the money books, you make enough money, but you know, you have this issue where you can't set up you know, losing it somehow. And so we can explore, you know, is this from a past life? Is this a past trauma that you've carried in here with you? And then we can, we can heal it or we can begin to heal it so that um, you can understand it and you can let go of it. Um, that would be just one example of a way that, you know, would be more solution-based to help a client. Um, certainly when you're in the records, you know, the, the energy is very high vibrational. It's a healing energy. So the number one thing that you get every time you're in the records is the healing energy. And mm -hmm. so all the words and the, you know, information that's secondary to that. So, you know, you have this beautiful healing experience and you're really connecting with your soul. Like you're communicating with your soul. You're on the vibration of your soul. And so, um, you know, there's not many things that feel like that, you know, um, certainly it's not the only thing that can help you feel that way, but, um, you know, it's, it's sometimes hard to access that in our daily lives. And, and certainly you don't have to be a psychic or a medium to access the records. Um, you know, there, there's a training to go through, but, but you don't need those abilities. Like everyone is, allowed to access their own records. So it's, it's really for everyone. Um, and it, you know, really just offers spiritual counseling and guidance. It's, it's not psychic information that I'm getting that I'm then delivering. It's really, um, you know, soul level experience and wisdom that's, be, that's being um, communicated to you through the energy of the records. So rather, so mediumship is like, you are receiving a message from another energy or spirit from the other side, right? And you're delivering that message. And the records is like a, a library of information that our soul has access to. And you are accessing, helping us access that and delivering healing information from ourselves. <laughs> is that kind of? Yeah, from from your higher self, from uh -huh. your soul, from your past lives, from your masters, teachers, and loved ones. Mm -hmm. um, you know, certainly our our beautiful human brains cannot remember all the times we were here on this planet or other planets, perhaps, and <laughs> and what we did and what we learned and who we loved and and you know who we hurt and and all of that. So, um, but that information all exists somewhere, so we can access it as we need it to support us. Amazing. Yeah. And yeah, I remember when I did a session with you, like there were, there were certain patterns in my past lives and there were even certain like 
um, you know, interactions and incarnations with my, my current partner, like ways that we had been entwined in past lives that weren't even romantic, but that, that made a lot of sense to me. And that, you know, everything, the way I think of it is like everything in our past lives kind of, you know, builds and builds and either we like learn the lessons and we make changes and we, you know, incarnate differently or we don't learn the lessons. And then we kind of inherit some of the same, you know, fun challenges. <laughs> Correct. And, and, you know, to complicate that. <laughs> okay. Yes. You know, there's no time in the records. So we use these words past, present, and future, but, you know, time is not linear and time essentially doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, as we're healing something, um, perhaps a relationship in this lifetime, as we're healing it, it is also healing across time and distance. Other times we were in that relationship with that same soul. So in the same way you can, you know, send Reiki healing to your younger self or your future self or, or, you know, ancestors or in any direction you want, you know, the records can work that way across time as well. So when we do, yeah. So when we do healing work or kind of address these issues from our past life, we are like right now also healing that timeline or that life. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a lot to wrap your head around, but I I'm, I'm with it. I'm here for it. <laughs> um, that's amazing. So basically with, you know, with all of this realm of work, you know, this podcast is called magic and medicine. So we like to dive into like what, you know, what is the medicine and what is the magic? So I think first, like you've touched on it a bit already, but like, what do you think, you know, doing this kind of work mediumship and Akash Akashic records for your clients and the people who attend the seances, like, how do you think it's medicine for them or what have you seen or how has it been medicine for you? Like what, what's the healing in there? I mean, this is infinite. So I will um, just highlight some moments that mm -hmm. have really impacted me and that I've seen um, changes in others. What I find the most beautiful about this work is, it's first a reminder that we are never alone. Mm. You know, um, Einstein has this, you know, this famous question. He said, you know, the question they ask, to ask is, do you believe the universe is benign? Is it a benign place to be? And I, you know, wholeheartedly believe yes. And through mediumship and Akashic Records work, like that is the proof. You know, and there's proof in other ways. There's proof in, you know, kindness and compassion and, and, and peacefulness and things that you experience here on earth. But certainly this reminder that you are not alone. You are so, so protected and loved and guided and honored and sacred. And it doesn't matter what you do or don't do, the mistakes you made, the crimes you commit, the what, whatever, like, you no one can take that away from you like you will always be protected and loved like mm -hmm. that is not negotiable it, it you know so that is sort of i feel the one of the most healing things that comes out of this work um and the other thing that i find really powerful is it's a remembrance you know when we really touch on a pattern in someone's life and then they 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 get that little piece of understanding of why it's there and why they're attached to it and how they no longer need it. Like people remember their power. They remember, um, you know, how they want to exist in this world, or they remember, you know, they get a glimpse of, 
why they keep coming back, why they keep reincarnating. You, you get these little glimmers of like, oh, I'm supposed to be here. Like I have a purpose. And um, even though, you know, life often won't just, you know, lay it out for you. You can't, sometimes it's a lifetime or lifetimes to really uncover that, but you get these glimpses, you get these moments and you feel it in your body that, um, oh, I'm supposed to be here. Or I'm supposed to be with this person at this time. I'm, I'm supposed to be in this situation. And, and you have this awareness of um, sort of your role in the world. That's, I love that. And especially because of like, I feel like it's so easy to get caught up in our own heads and our own stories and our own like little problems of our day-to-day that it's hard, you know, it's harder to kind of zoom out and get perspective of like, you know, this is happening for a reason. I'm here for a reason. This is a lesson, you know, and also the other piece of just like, you know, being held and being not alone. I feel like that's especially good medicine right now because, you know, the past year we've been shut up in our houses with the pandemic and like, it's easy to feel isolated, but remembering that like, like you said, like we don't have to do anything to like be worthy of being held by the universe and being held by, you know, the infinite energies that are, um, that we are inherently worthy and, and part of it just by existing, whether or not we like reach out to it or not. (laughs) Absolutely. It's absolutely true. And that's also, you know, I want to mention, I am not by any means romanticizing, like life on earth because it is very hard like we are humans and we have human thoughts and emotions and feelings and situations and pandemics and unemployment I mean wars we have like crises happening and so that's not to say oh everything's just love and life it's it's, you know even though that many things have a purpose that we may not understand that does not make them easy that does not make them fun and so um yeah having being able to switch into that perspective at times you know can bring some comfort to know that like um you know this too shall pass or or I'm learning what I need to learn and I hate every step of it you know (laughs) it's okay to talk to yourself like that sometimes yeah yeah I feel like it like you know, doing kind of opening yourself to this, like it doesn't, you know, it doesn't erase the, you know, the hardships of the day to day, but it kind of gives you some new, some new tools, you know, and, and some healing to be able to show up in a different way. And, and that, you know, showing up in that different way, like might make all the difference for how much suffering you actually go through on this particular thing, you know, or if you can like step back or make a different choice or whatnot. That's And how well I'm just curious what your thoughts about magic are and how how you like if you have a personal magical practice if you believe that magic has a part to play in all of this what do you what do you think um well when I think of the word magic you know I think of that's what that's who we are like Mm -hmm. essentially magic is who we are that's really like our soul that's our that is we are magic and so you know when we participate or create ritual or do things with intention and high vibration and with the open heart, you know, powerful things can happen because of who we are. Um, And so, you know, I, you know, in in doing my um, psychic mediumship training, you know, the number one thing I learned is like, all you need is your body. Like, that's what you need to, to do this work. And so, um, I, I feel that way also about 
magic that all I need is this body because it's already magical. Mm -hmm. Um, However, you know, when I do partner with tools and, um, you know, different sort of um, divination tools, you know, I can feel the vibration of that. I can, I can feel how powerful that can be. I certainly, you know, I like to work with Oracle cards. Um, I am a beginner tarot, tarot student. So I have, I have been working with those cards. Um, So, you know, that's, that's one way I can sort of see um, the magic in that connection. And um, I have been working with a shamanist. And so I've been doing some shamanic journeying and, Mm -hmm. and getting into like a real intimate relationship with my spirit animals. And so that, you know, has been really powerful and certainly that's magical like you know and what what's been you know as things are revealed to me when you get that feeling like I have was describing before like oh I already knew that but I didn't know it in my brain mm-hmm. but I knew it in my body I knew it in my energy um then you you sort of know you're going in the right direction so so I found that with some of these tools um you know uh certainly you know during the pandemic, I found like connecting in nature was like a really important way for me to see like the magic all around me and, and start, you know, being in communication with like the animals around me and, and what is happening in nature and how that affects me and how that is a part of me and I'm a part of it as well. So um, those would be a couple of the things that I can um, think of. I would also say, you know, connecting with my ancestors like I've never met most of them. So certainly I don't have um, a, you know, tangible connection to them in that way. But, you know, I know when they're there, I know when they're visiting me, I know when they're giving me messages. um, And, you know, I I feel their protection. I feel that, you know, strong bond with them. And, and, you know, that, that absolutely feels like magic to me. Yeah, that's all so beautiful. the ancestor piece. I recently, like I've been doing a little bit of ancestor work for, you know, a couple of years, but I recently kind of dove in more. And I like had this experience where I like, I like fed my ancestors like food. Like I put a plate of food on my altar and I like, like in that moment felt my body being nourished. And it was just like such a, such a profound thing. And it's like that, that timelessness thing where like the the healing work that we're doing now, like affects us now and in the future and the past and like all of that. And it's like, so wild. Um, but I feel like that like ancestor work, and, and I think this is, you know, where mediumship can be a really, really helpful tool. Um, ancestor work is just like, it's a really, wonderful foundation for the rest of your like magical practice because it like there's something really really powerful about like connecting to your you know the the history of your cells and your blood and your DNA right absolutely I had um, a really profound experience recently I was um, taking a course with a um, spirit medium her name is Karen Crisis and she started giving us prayers that she would recite in Italian And I, you know, certainly have Italian ancestry, um, but never, you know, none of my grandparents were born in America, so um, they didn't speak Italian to us. So I didn't like have that component. And as she was saying the prayers, my whole body was like, you've said these prayers before in Italian, like I knew them and I had that feeling, you know, you get the chills and you get all the vibes and that happened. And I was like, you know, 
it was, it was a really powerful experience. And, and that's what I mean. Like your body tells you like, oh yes, we know how to do this. And you know, when you find you naturally sort of come to things quite quickly and, and you learn them quickly and it's not too difficult. It's like, because you've done it thousands of times before. Yeah. So like one, one definition of magic is like, it's a pathway like towards remembering or towards remembering your magic or, you know, yeah, I think it's and everything else that you're talking about, just like connecting to nature, like the divination and the tarot cards. I just like kept seeing just these little like pathways of light. Like it's just one possible way, you know, that you can take or that you can um, embark upon in order to like remember, expand, illuminate, like what's already there, as you said, because our bodies are magic. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, for some people it's cooking or Mm. it's, you know, taking a long drive into a beautiful sunset. Like, you know, it can be as simple or complex as, as you want it to be. And and something I really um, love about magic is there's no hierarchy. Mm. It's not like, well, I'm a medium. So my magic is more magical than your magic because you are whatever you are, a doctor or whatever, you know, there's no hierarchy. Like we all, um, you know, when we open ourselves up to do what we came here to do and to remember like our natural wisdom and abilities, um, you know, it's, it's all, there's no stopping it. And it's, it's, um, there's no comparing, there's no, you know, yeah. No qualifiers. Yeah. Because each of us that like, you know, becomes awakened or more expansive in that way, like that only serves the collective, like the higher our vibration, the higher the vibration of the collective. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, I have loved our discussion so much. I'm going to ask you one last question just to kind of wrap things up. Um, and then after that, you can let people know how to find you. So my last question Um, is what would you recommend for those who are kind of curious about exploring mediumship or maybe have had their own intuitive or psychic experiences that they want to explore or train with a little more? Mm, Okay, so um, I would say be really creative. Mm -hmm. Um, Let yourself be creative and do not make this process work. As soon as you make it work and like it's a task you have to complete, you're not going to enjoy it. And it's really so beautiful and fun. So, um, you know, try everything like, you know, you could take a class, you could, um, you know, there's, there's all kinds of free content out there and then there's paid content and there's workshops and, and kind of just see how you feel when you read something or you see something or you meet a person, like maybe you're really drawn to somebody who does Reiki healing, or maybe you're like, oh, that person does inner child work. And I like want to lean into that person, you know, just sort of let yourself explore and, and let your body tell you, you know, what feels like a yes, what feels really good, what feels expansive. Um, so that would be, you know, my first recommendation. Um, and like I said, look for that feeling where it feels like a remembering. Mm-hmm. That's always, that is always the best information. Like you're on the right path. This is, you know, yes, you're, you're sort of following this, the spirit breadcrumbs that they're leaving all around you. Um, and I would recommend like beginning to get into relationship with your spirit guides and with your loved ones in spirit. Um, sometimes the simplest way to do that is, you know, before you go to bed at night, to connect with them, to, to either in your mind or out loud, to say something to them, to thank them, to ask them for help to, with a problem or, or just to say, you know, 
to ask for a sign or to really acknowledge that they're there with you. And, um, you know, you, people will be really surprised at how they, they show up in your life and the messages that they're, you know, really ready to give you and the support they're ready to give you. Um, you know, all we really have to do is ask for it. So that's always a good first step too. Yeah. I think one of the things that I um, kind of got caught up on when I started doing spirit guide work is I thought I would like be hearing full sentences in my ear, you know, and that's not necessarily how it works, right? Absolutely. You know, um, I still have that, um, you know, yes, people think that they're going to be 100% clear audience. And there are people in the world who are that, who mm -hmm. will actually hear the words in their ear. Um, sometimes I base an entire message off of a very subtle feeling I get in my stomach. Mm. And from there, I connect with the spirit. I ask them questions about it and the message unfolds from there. So what I find too, um, and this is something they sort of teach you as you're learning to connect, um, you know, with your mediumship or, you know, just start talking. Like, like don't be afraid that you're going to be wrong. You're going to say something stupid like, like you're supported and protected and guided and loved no matter what comes out of your mouth, you know? So um, that's not to say, say whatever you want, but it just means that it's okay to make mistakes. Like it's a journey. And so um, yeah, just start noticing how spirit communicates with you. Cause for me, it was a lot of clear sentience. Like I was feeling it in my body. You might all of a sudden have an image of a rose in your mind and and get curious about it, ask questions. Like that's really um, the next step. You know, you you first are aware that you're getting a message. How are you getting the message? Is it hearing, seeing, feeling? Do you smell your grandmother who's been, you know, transitioned for 10 years? Like that's a message from spirit. So then you get to, you get to get in dialogue after that. Yeah, that's beautiful. So get creative. It's okay to experiment. It's okay to mess up and not know what you're doing, right? Um, exactly. And follow your feelings, follow your body's feelings and kind of honor them and get curious about them, right? Yes, yes. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for being here, Renee. This has been such a delight and a joy. Um, thank you for having me. Yeah, you're so welcome. So I'd love for you to just let everyone know um, where they can find you. And if you have any events coming up and we can also, we'll link to everything in the show notes too, but let's hear it. Okay, great. So um, of course I am currently a practitioner at Firebird Healing Arts. So you can find me on their website. Um, uh, ReneeMarieRossi.com is my website. You know, I do um, a lot of seances virtually and, you know, when the world, you know, can be in person again, I, I do that in New York City. Um, so you can find me there. Um, the next event I have coming up with Firebird is a triple goddess seance event in honor of Beltane, which is coming up on Saturday, May 1st. We are almost sold out for that. So um, yes, that, that's exciting. That's part of a series that I've been doing. So I, I do a lot of work online and in person and um, yeah, you can, you can find me all those places. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for, uh, for being here, Renee, and I hope you have a beautiful day. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Sarah. My pleasure.
Thank you so much for listening to Magic and Medicine. I hope you enjoyed today's interview as much as I did. Um, so we'll post links to Renee's website and Instagram um, in the show notes. And you can also find her at firebirdhealingarts.com. And as we mentioned, her next seance is coming up on May 1st for Beltane. And there are just a few spots left. So if that sells out, you can always join the Firebird mailing list to find out when her next seance will be. All right. You will be hearing from me again soon for our next Full Moon Medicine episode. So stay tuned and until then, take wonderful care of yourself. Thank you so much for listening to Magic and Medicine. Your support means the world to me. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing and leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. If you'd like to know more about me, join me for an upcoming event, or receive a one-on-one -on -one session, you can find me on Instagram at Sarah Rainbow or on my website, sarahrain.com. If you'd like to support the creation of this podcast, you're welcome to join my Patreon at patreon.com backslash sarahrain or make a donation at anchor.fm backslash magicandmedicine. Take care and see you next time. Thank you.